Welcome to the Cruising is Life podcast. Whether you're a seasoned cruiser or just starting out, we have something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and get ready to set sail with us on the Cruising is Life podcast. All right, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Cruising is Life podcast. Uh, Justin had a last second cancellation. He wasn't able to make it tonight. Um, but I am joined by Dimitri. He is uh, Cruise for Life on Instagram. How's it going, buddy? Hey guys, what's up? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah. If I don't. Are you just on Instagram, or just kind of pitch yourself for a few seconds if you want to get started? Yeah. So just on Instagram, Cruise for Life. Um, see me there. Yeah. I don't really do a lot of the YouTube stuff, but maybe sometime yeah. soon. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get you into vlogging. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good stuff on Instagram. He's uh, one of the bigger, I think, bigger cruise Instagram accounts. Uh, one of the over 100K, right? Yep, 120 something. Nice, very nice, yeah. very nice. But yeah, we've got a we've got an interesting topic. I felt like this was more of a interesting one, just given everything that kind of happened over the weekend and just like over the last couple of days and going forward, because I think that system is now making its way up north. So now all the New yeah. York ships get to deal with all that <laughs> now. Uh, which will be fun for them, but uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy past couple of days for the Caribbean, for the Gulf, and then the weekend itself was very crazy for all the Florida ports. Yeah, um, you know it, especially with all the you know the late arrivals, early departures, things like that, and then just really rough seas overall. It's very rough seas. I saw some videos online, and the waves are going up past the bridge of the ships. It was crazy. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. You know, I, I may love cruising and things like that, but there there are times where I'm, I just sit back and just go, mm, no thanks. I'm good. No thanks. <laughs> um, there is, yeah, I was seeing a couple of videos like from the Venezia where it was, you know, in really rough seas. There was. Yeah. Then all the, all the ships going out of like New Orleans and Galveston, you know, that system was just about as big as the Gulf. So all of those ships having to return back. the whole thing. Right, exactly. It was yeah. it was so tough for them to get back, you know, just without running into it. You know, with the yeah, with the, I guess the unique part about cruising is that you know you have the ability to go other places, you know, and then there's just certain one-off situations, kind of like this, where it's like you have really nowhere else to go. You just kind of have to brave you it out. To do it. Right, exactly. Which I think that's pretty much what had to happen this weekend especially and I mean, the other thing is is that you're getting time off of work like you you might as well enjoy what you got yeah you exactly know I mean? like it might not be the worst situation that you could be in but like right it's right it's definitely not not the most enjoyable situation you know mm -hmm. when the seas are that rough unfortunately mother nature is not the nicest sometimes wow it's my cats all over my desk here trying to <laughs> but, but yeah you know you just can't avoid it sometimes it's never you know it's never something that you can plan on for sure i mean nobody would be cruising if they knew that there was you know bad weather going to be this you know a certain week whenever they're planning cruises years out and things like that it's just one of those one of those unfortunate things that happens but you know happens. at the end of the day you are on a cruise you just kind of have to make Very the true. best of the situation you got yeah and hopefully you don't get too sick yeah, at least, you know, so especially if you're on some of the bigger bigger ships are a lot more stable just because of how wide Mitigated. they are. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, they, they do put 
they too put bags out, which is, you know, yes, you kind of, when those come out, you're like, uh Oh yeah, yeah, for real. (laughs) And the captain's not trying to put anybody in, you know, that situation. So they're trying their best. And a lot of people like to blame, you know, the cruise line, but the captain obviously makes the decision. So right. Exactly. Best is what goes. So, right. Exactly. And the nice part is, you know, most cases, you know, especially like with hurricanes, you know, you can plan a little bit ahead of time and not have to worry about it. You know, you can go the other direction. You can go north. You can go south. Or, yeah. so I know, um, you know, with Justin, he was just recently on the Harmony a couple months ago, and they were on what was that most recent hurricane that came through? Um, I don't, I don't know if it ever made it to Florida. I don't but it was, it was, a, it was a pretty sizable hurricane. I think it, it's the one that mm-hmm. like spun up really quick. And then got yeah, really, really strong, and then it just died. But, yeah. you know, with his, he was supposed to go Eastern Caribbean, and, those, like, all of the ports that he was scheduled to go to was pretty Fresh. much in the in the path of that storm and got hit by that yeah. storm. But, you know, with heads up like that, you know, at least for future planning, there's – you're able to go the other way. They ended up going, you know, to the Western Caribbean that weekend, which Caribbean. was yeah. – a little bit more on the busy side just because you know all the eastern caribbean ships are now on western as well including the already scheduled western ships so yeah just one of those things but um have you ever been on a ship like when it was caught in a storm or not maybe even just like rough seas at all yeah so um back in 2013 or 2014 we were on um jewel of the seas out of tampa and you know just like what happened over the weekend just a low spun up in the caribbean and it was rocky bad furniture was going all over the place and you know my parents have been used to you know going on bigger ships you know they went on um no voyager class and you know stuff before that and they're like, oh, you know, it's never been this bad, you know, this kind of stuff. But yeah, a lot of people got sick. We were fine. I mean, obviously, you know, I was a kid back then. But yeah, um, yeah and it just came out of nowhere. At least we weren't delayed um, anywhere. But our stop in um, Grand Cayman got shortened. And then we had to go to Cozumel first instead of after. Oh, okay. It was just a, um, which way, whatever. But um, yeah. It was still very rough, and I'm surprised that we didn't get delayed any further. And, I mean, it's always risky going, like, right. this time of the year. Right, it is. You know, the yeah. the winter is the busy season for the Caribbean. That's when all the ships yeah. start coming, you know, from Alaska, from Europe, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so there are more ships here in the Caribbean, but it also is, you know, with the cold fronts are what cause the, the big, you know, storm systems and mm-hmm. things like that. And just, like, the rough seas is really just from the weather patterns this time of year that the Caribbean gets. So, you know, it may be the busy season, but it also is a little bit on the more rough side as well. Yeah. And yeah, so that was a Thanksgiving cruise. And then we also did a Thanksgiving cruise on escape. Our second time going on escape at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was a Eastern Caribbean. So, you know, St. Thomas, Tortola, um, private Island and Nassau. And there was another low, literally the exact same thing. Um, and I don't know why, but the captain decided, you know, to kind of go on the outside of, you know, all the islands to get down to 
St. Thomas and Tortola, and it was a rough ride. We were with first-time cruisers, and the bags the bags had to come out. <laughs> oh, so man. Kind of, and it kind of ruined the, like, you know, yeah. the experience for them, which sucks, because they're like, I don't think I'd ever do it again. But we're like, that's just, you know, unfortunate. And then we also missed our stop in Great Syrup K oh, twice. Yeah. We did that cruise twice. We had done that itinerary once for spring break and for um, – the November trip for Thanksgiving and skipped it both time because of the weather. Oh, wow. Who an extra day in Nassau. Everybody loves that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. It, I feel like that's, that's really a trend. And I think that's what NCL hates most about the private Island right now is just that, you know, anytime there is the smallest of rough weather, you know, they just can't use well, their Island. Or, yeah, exactly. You can't really do anything about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just t- tendering is just not easy. And I think that's where they're at a disadvantage, to be honest. Everybody else has got a, a dock. Right. Disney's got a dock. You know, Royal's got a dock now. Carnival's going to have a dock, you know, mm. here in a little bit. They, they better come up with something and come up with something fast because I think... Yeah. And the island itself is nothing special. Yeah. And they just right there themselves more. And the whole business of selling cruises based on that experience mm. really helped Royal within the past... Oh, I'd absolutely. say a year and a few months for sure. For sure. Yeah, like every Caribbean sailing on Royal Caribbean now goes there. It's it's one of their biggest things. And, you know, it was the same way, you know, anytime there was rough weather before they finished that island or, you know, redoing the island, it was like that yeah. where, you know, the ships just wouldn't dock there. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, is that um, I, I had seen, you know, a post the other day, a lot of people are tired, you know, because that would technically be a day wasted, you know, of their cruise. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. Every single time that you would have to do a Caribbean cruise, no matter Eastern or Western, you had to go there. So I don't know if that was the right decision, but yeah, at least we're trying to push it. And I know it's kind of a highway cash grab, you know, you got to pay for everything there, but they got to make money somehow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's, I, th- I think it's a nice, I, if you're, if you're wanting to go there, if you like, that island yes. then it's it's a good it's a good thing if you yeah. don't really care about you know if you're just looking for a beach day things like that then you know it's kind of you can do there. that too that's yeah. why i don't understand why those people are kind of mad but i mean i guess you know if they're missing out you know on yeah. a, a saint martin instead of you know uh perfect day you know people are like oh right right i kind of missed that stop right different types of cruisers really you know everybody's mm-hmm. different when they when they cruise yeah yeah, I remember there was there was one year I, also out of Tampa. I feel like it's always it's always the Gulf, <laughs> but always uh, the Gulf. It's always the Gulf. It's always out of Tampa for some reason. But um, we were on the Carnival Legend in 2011, and it was you know beautiful, clear skies the whole cruise, and then the, just the very last day, we had I don't it had to have been 20 25 foot swells. It was. It was rough. It, mm-hmm. it was like high winds, 40-plus I mean, 40, yeah. 40 mile per hour winds just the entire day, just trying to get back through the Gulf into Tampa. You know, they, they pretty much closed out all the, all the upper decks. Thanks. Nobody was able to go mm-hmm. outside that day. It, just, it, was, it was crazy. It was probably the roughest I've, I've personally experienced. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 20, 25-foot swells ain't. You know, that's not something that happens every day, though. So yeah. it's definitely um, it was definitely an experience. You could really feel the ship 
coming like the bow of the ship you could feel it coming out of the water and you'd feel the jolts wow. of the whole ship whenever mm -hmm. it hit the you know oh it hit God. the ocean again it was it was very crazy yeah and there was uh one of the other times i wasn't really old enough to really remember it but my very first cruise of course but <laughs> we were on the celebrity century and the whole way back to fort lauderdale there was a hurricane pretty much like a maybe about a few hundred miles behind us. So we, it was rough seas all the way back. My parents say it was the same way. It was, you know, just, just feel the ship coming up, hitting the water again. Just, but I guess that's another one of the advantages. You can try to get back early, you know, when yeah. in certain situations like that. For sure. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, the debate comes up for, should I buy, you know, travel insurance? Like if a stop does get, right. you know, canceled. And we're usually not cruise insurance people. Yeah, I'm not. But either. you know, um, or our recent MSC Seascape cruise, we were like, we'll buy it. You know, just you know, mm -hmm. the cruise was pretty cheap. Never know what's gonna happen because you know, one of my buddies, you know, said something had happened. You know, they had to use it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we'll talk about this situation. You know, when we kind of go into our topic of the night for, you know, weather and things that happen that are out of your control. But um, we got money back. Oh, wow. Nice. Or a lot more money back than people who didn't have the insurance because it was in the policy that, you know, we, we missed a day and, you know, the itinerary got flipped. We didn't miss anything besides, you know, a whole day of the cruise. But right, right. Otherwise, we still got money back. That's nice. I mean, yeah. usually the cruise lines are the cruise lines are understanding. Yeah. Technically, they don't owe you anything mm -hmm. because, you know, it's just. That's just part of cruising. You got to have yeah, kind of take that risk is. a little bit. But the cruise lines are understanding. And most cruise lines will give you at least a little bit of onboard credit, you know, saying, hey, yeah. sorry for the inconvenience. I know it was, you know, this you paid for this nice extravagant cruise, but it was affected by weather or affected mm -hmm. by this, that or the other. But, you know, so some usually most of the time the cruise lines will give at least some sort of credit, whether it's, you know, a percentage off the next cruise, $100 to spend on board, things like that. For sure. And even if it's not as much as people want i mean they also have to think you got to multiply that number by four thousand yeah it, you know, it's not cheap. about the loss that they're at you know at yeah. that situation and that's per ship you know if there's four or yeah. five ships that affected by it i mean that's that's definitely I mean, you know probably six figures plus oh easy 100 percent. and this past weekend Millions. every single one was yeah every single ship the whole storm covered you know yep. almost you know the whole region. The glory and the valor in you know in New Orleans had very rough seas, and the Mardi Gras over all the way over in Canaveral had really rough seas. I mean, it really was the entire Caribbean. It was a it was a very big storm. And it was. Still, and I feel like it came out of nowhere. It really did. But it's not normal for this. Like that system itself was. It's it's weird because like this time of year, it's not. It wasn't. It was a cold weather system. I'm not too yeah. familiar, like on weather terminology. I, Justin's more of the smart one when it comes to all of that, you know. And you know, um, that's why we were going to try to do a weather episode this week. But um, you know, I think if it was just a little bit warmer, the water temperatures would have been a little bit warmer. Mm -hmm. Like it would have been classified as you know a tropical yeah. storm, if not just like a very weak category one mm -hmm. hurricane. And that's you know that's not hurricane season. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's got a lot to do with like the El Nino effects and thing like things like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I don't understand that kind of stuff either. But yeah, I mean, 
at that point, you know, it is what it is. And right. I guess I kind of, that can kind of segue us into like what happened over the weekend and all the ships that got delayed. Right. Ships weren't able to enter Miami eight. That's like yeah, eight every single them. dock full filled. Yeah. Um, all waited until about 11 a.m. and came in. I could only imagine the traffic and the hecticness down there. Oh, yeah. Port of Miami is a, a beast in itself, just on, like on a normal day, trying to get in and out of there. You know, it, And it was raining. Yeah, and it was raining. Oh, very bad rain. <laughs> yes. Not just raining. It was a very bad storm. No, it but, was. Yes. And, yeah, just trying to get in there in general is, is tough. And then you got to, you know, you got all these people that are trying to get in, but the ships aren't even here yet. And then you got all these people trying to get off, get out. Yeah. It's, it was, it had to have been a mess. It, I was. It, yeah. Just and I are crazy, to put it nicely. We braved the elements, and we went ship spotting last weekend during yes, all of you this. you guys did. We were outside watching the ships leave during all of this. It was a, it was an experience. It was fun. It actually, it, it was kind of entertaining. <laughs> you know, we have, we have radios. We listen to the pilots talk back and forth. I know you've ship spotted with us in Tampa a couple of times. But, yeah. um, you know, we hear, like, the pilots, they chat back and forth with the with the captains, things like that, you know, when it comes to like announcing their departure times and all this, you know, every now and then they do like, Oh yeah, we're getting, you know, 40, uh, 45 knot gusts out over here in the East turning basin, things like that. We're like, Oh my God. <laughs> just, yeah. I know and the captains had the it whole Yeah. Side of the ship, you know, just the sheer, you know, vertical. Yeah. Height of the ship against the wind. That's crazy. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I know the, Actually, with speaking of Miami, um, the on and I think on everything he's the the cruise spotter. Um, his name's yeah, Sergio. Yeah, Sergio. He's, he yeah, so, um, he has a time lapse of um, Magnifica is coming down the Miami Channel, and it's literally crab walking like like a plane would be down a runway yeah. during a crosswind. It's crazy. I've noticed that during a few of his videos, mm -hmm. um, and it's like because you think you know they're going straight, but mm -hmm. They're not. Yeah, you don't you don't normally feel it. It's it's not like it never happens, you know, or you know, it's not abnormal for them to kind of crab walk here and there. Like you'll get a, a gust of wind, it kind of throws it off a little bit, or you just kind of have to pitch it a little bit for certain conditions, things like that. But like it was, it was almost sideways the whole way down the channel. Yeah. It was really unique to watch, mm -hmm. and you could see yeah. you know, as the ships like started docking. Like I know. I think the Encore and I think maybe one of the Carnival ships, like you actually saw it like go up against the dock and then it came flying back off. It came like, back it, and then it went. It pushed itself off by about 100, mm -hmm. 100 feet or so, like after yeah. it finally went alongside in the first place. So it it was a challenge for sure for the captains, you know, on, on all of these ships. Yeah. And I see Michael's comment in the chat. Yeah. Great Syrup K gets canceled all the time. Yeah. Our last two cruises that were supposed to stop there canceled yeah i think and we were talking about that they just got to fix that because i feel like that's yeah. gonna come back to bite them and either they need to do something new with the island or pick another yeah. place and build it up and make it the star of you know the caribbean i mean they have you know a few different places but mm -hmm. like in harvest k and stuff but not to the degree of the other ones yeah exactly and it, it's yeah it's tough apparently from what i've been told Royal Caribbean, the way they set up the dock in Coco Cay, I don't, mm. I don't get it because you know it's 
they're not that close. Yeah. But it's apparently the way they set up the dock and like the turning base and things like that, it kind of screwed things over for NCL even to try putting a dock in there. I don't know oh. how, but apparently that's that's the case of why they haven't done it yet. I mean, I'd imagine it has something to do with, you know, the environment. Environmental there. things, like, yeah. Yeah, and there's probably one channel in, one channel out, mm-hmm. and they probably can't probably drag any more than they already did. And they right. probably already took, cause I think it's per every square um, square mile. Probably. You can only take a certain amount of wildlife away. Mm-hmm. And they probably, they're pretty close. I'd probably say within, you know, two, three miles and you yeah. know, they probably ate all that up real quick. Oh yeah. Oh, right. You're a, you're an engineering major. You know all about this. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's an environmental. So yeah, we learned all about that. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. It, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I think I, 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 for some reason I like to pitch this idea, but they need to sell that Island to Royal and then take that money and go somewhere else. I think Royal. I can, think that'd be great. I think Royal could really benefit of it. You know, the islands aren't super close, but you, they have the tram system, you know, at mm-hmm. Coco Cay that takes people from the pier down to the beach, things like that. You know, they could run a, keep those trams running and build a bridge across connecting the uh, the islands together. You know, I know that's a path for the jet skis, but just build it I was going to say, yeah, I, I think that, you know, they could eventually make an, an expansion, you know, bring mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of sand of some sort. But once again, I think the ecological... There's going to yeah. be their biggest downfall. And I mean, yeah. that's just what stops everybody these days. Mm-hmm. Like, even here in Tampa, like, they wanted to build a new port down in Bradenton. Yeah, they couldn't do it. The eco people, they had the money, they had the funds, they had the contractor, everything. Oh, wow. E- ecological people said no. It's because of the manatees. Really? Yeah. So, and like, something about the, the seagrass, that was their major. Interesting. Stopping, so, yeah, Interesting. That was... I did not know that. I knew there was, you know, at least at one point, like ideas had been pitched for, you know, putting something out there um, mm-hmm. on the outside of the bridge. But yeah, that that's a big miss for Tampa. But I, I guess, you know, yeah. eco- the environmental I've parts, got, I get it. Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit of engineering uh, behind that. I can, I saw the documents. Oh, really? That's cool. Behind, yeah, behind that. But I mean, Unfortunate, but I think they've kind of yeah passed that now and accepted it. Yeah, at this point, there's not really much they can do unless no. unless they hit the bridge again. I mean, hey, <laughs> so, that would not be a terrible idea. I'm not saying, yeah. I mean, somebody no. somebody did it once. You might not say not to do it, but I'm saying for them to do it. <laughs> somebody did it once. <laughs> yeah, I was say, do it again. You know that 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 um. That meme of Goofy, I'll effing do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very crazy, especially in like Tampa. I feel like it's very vulnerable when it comes to like stuff like that, or like storms too. When it comes to weather, like you know, both of us have experienced rough weather, like in the Gulf, returning to Tampa, mm-hmm. where like they've yeah. got fog and the other th- just, fog. I was gonna say, and just the bridge the in general one... makes it very tough there too. Yeah, and. I mean, it's foggy, you know, almost every single day here now during the winter, and that's, you know, the busy time. And literally, yeah. what was it, last week? Yeah. Ships couldn't come in because of the fog, and it's just like, that sucks. Yeah, I think it was with the Pride didn't come in until like 1 p.m. the next day, or mm-hmm. that, you know, the day it was supposed to yeah. for turnaround. 
Yeah, yeah and Justin and he went out there and I was yeah. telling him, you're going to get rained on. And he's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really stop us at this point. When it comes to ship spotting, we just kind of brave it and we're good. We just get there to see the ships. We don't care about the weather. We showed up to Canaveral basically, you know, in a in a mini hurricane. <laughs> so, hey, nothing stopping us now. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I made him. I made him drive me around for the weekend because my my car was not going to make it go. through that. Uh, those those truck. Yeah, those flooded streets. That car loves the hydroplane. <laughs> so. I only imagine. Yeah, and just being so low to the ground, it not a good time for flooding mm-hmm. flooding things like that too. Yeah. But. It was it was fun. It it was very interesting. The high winds too. It actually driving a car, you know, was very tough this weekend. So I, I could only imagine driving some of these ships. You know, the oh, um, I can only imagine. the vision of the seas was there as a port of call in mm-hmm. Canaveral that day that we uh, that Saturday that we went, and they actually needed yeah. two tugs, uh, one on each side, just to make to, like to help the ship get out. Oh. It was really it was really crazy to see. And I know all the ones in Miami, they all had tugs. I think I watched the video. They all had mm-hmm. at least some sort of assistance, which, I mean, you got to be safe than sorry. I mean. Yeah, for sure. And I think I heard more stories about, you know, ships trying to enter the port and trying to dock than, you know, an issue where they're docked and then the ropes break, which I'm surprised because yeah. a lot of ships were docked. And you know, so you have, sometimes you hear you know ropes break or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, actually, the um, the epic when it was docked here on Sunday, mm-hmm. none of the ropes broke, but just for the high winds, it was blowing so hard against the ship. They actually had their thrusters on all day. Oh, smart! Yeah. Like all day, and whenever the fantasy was, so with the Disney Fantasy, it's a normally a Saturday ship, and mm-hmm. they decided. Yeah, it's really weird because technically it's better to be out at sea for this type of stuff because of, you know, the breaking lines and then you're in a confined area, things like that. But Mm -hmm. they decided to brave it. So, but um, as they were coming out, you know, we, since we had the radio, we could hear them talking and they're like, you could hear the pilot, um, Epic, can you turn your thrusters off, please? (laughs) We're trying to come through. We're coming through. That's so funny. Some of the things you hear over the radios are kind of interesting. Yeah, I can only imagine. And, I mean, I, I'm surprised Disney even stayed. I mean, it might be because there's so many kids. But yeah, I think at, at that point, you know, Saturday going into Sunday, I think it was more to the west. Yeah. And I think they were fine. So I don't know right. what got delayed or if they missed any stops or anything. But yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I know best. Right, exactly. I know that, yeah, Disney's big on, you know, safety, things like that. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if maybe it was stayed, they thought it would just be easier just to stay. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Uh, my parents were actually on the Allure the whole Yeah, weekend. you told me, so how'd they fare? They, they said it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Luckily, they were on an Oasis class, and as wide as those yeah. things are, they, you know... Mm-hmm. They definitely felt it. They they definitely had yeah, some pretty sure. rough seas. They said they they mm-hmm. hadn't been out there for something like that in a long time. Um, but they said it, overall it wasn't the worst experience they've had as far you know. They, I mean they just they were on a cruise. They were making the best of it. So I, I mean, was going to say yeah. Yeah, you know, they. I think what's worse is if it's just raining and you can't even go outside. 
Right. You know, forget the wind, you know, but if it's cloudy and it's just miserable and if it's cold because it, I don't know, it turned like it's been freezing here in Florida the past like I know, it's, days. it's like, like 60 out. <laughs> yeah, it's in the morning and it's like 60. I'm like, oh, what the heck? I, I thought I lived in the sunshine state. But it's like right. um, just miserable and cold and wet. And that's what would really put a damper. Yeah, they said so they surprisingly they got into Nassau the first day. So the day before, mm-hmm. I know a lot of the ships on Friday had to abort in Nassau. They couldn't go. Yeah. But Saturday, a couple ships got in. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing that Sunday they did too, but my parents were going to go to Coco Cay on Sunday on the Allure, and mm-hmm. they weren't able to dock. They had to, oh. so they ended up having a day at sea. But luckily, you know, you're on a ship, you have nowhere to go for an entire day. You have an entire day to get from basically, you know, Coco Cay all the way back up to Port Canaveral when normally yeah, it just takes a couple hours. Out. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. just kind of the the captain kind of navigated. Yeah, they they found a little sunny spot off the coast of Freeport, and they just kind of sat there all day. Sat there all day. It was like one tiny break in the clouds, and they just kind of sat there the whole day. No. It, it was rough still, but it was, you know, the ship's moving a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least they found a little nice little sunny place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, sure. that's the that's the nice part about it, you know, is there's there's options. You can do your best to get out to where you need to be or, you know, to, to kind of stay away from it, at least make it enjoyable to the mm-hmm. most you know, most you can at least yeah. and i mean in those situations i mean yeah there's only I so much you can do a freak thing this weekend it was, right. it was a very big excuse and i can only imagine i guess this can kind of segue into you know if your ship's like late to dock like in let's say like miami all those people like those eight ships if you had a flight mm-hmm. in the morning don't do it like you missed. Don't it. fly in the morning on on debark yeah, day. Don't fly in the morning. I see on like, like all the cruising Facebook groups and pages and things like that. Everybody's like, oh, you know, I have, you know, I have a eleven thirty flight. And I'm like, nine times out of ten, yes, you'll you'll probably yes. make that eleven thirty out of Maybe Miami. So easy, but that's such a risk because you just never know. You just never know. Like our flights, and, whenever yeah. I was up in Atlanta, you know, living up there for a while, mm-hmm. you know, we'd always fly and we'd always be, you know, four or five o'clock flights in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And for our, um, our Europe cruise that we were just on over the summer, we were debating, you know, Norwegian has their deals mm-hmm. and, you know, they're like, well, do, you know, the third and fourth person fly free but we have to book the flights for you and i you know just reading on the forums and online all the horror stories oh yeah and uh just endless bad stuff bad stuff bad stuff we were like we're gonna take a shot and we're gonna do it this is for getaway or yeah getaway Athens. okay and it, it worked out good you know, they flew us in two days early. Nice. And then, you know, we got to leave, you know, spend a whole extra day, you know, after the cruise ended. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they really worked with us and we got very lucky. I mean, other people, you know, when we were talking to other people, obviously on the ship, they weren't so lucky. Right. But, and, you know, they had like three layovers and, you know, their Ugh. flights took them two and a half days and they were like, it was miserable. We were like, our flight was the quickest one that we could even find, even if we did it by ourselves. And it wasn't red eye and, Right. We got wow. Lucky. Yeah, that's 
that is pretty lucky yeah Mm -hmm. i whenever i flew out of atlanta i never really had to deal like with layovers or anything like that it being in atlanta you and we always fly delta so there's literally non-stop anywhere you want to go from atlanta Mm -hmm. you can find something non-stop with delta which so i guess i i you know i always hear layover stories so anytime i like now in the orlando area if i'm flying out of mco i'm like no i i I gotta find something that's direct but Mm -hmm. it's just like an anxiety with me because i've never done layovers before for sure and i saw like a video like a few days ago about the lines at MCO during like Thanksgiving or something was happening and the lines were just out of this world. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's always like that at Hartsfield Jackson in Atlanta. That's, that's (laughs) on an average day in Atlanta. It's, well, I was going to say our layover was in Atlanta. Oh really? Obviously we were already, you know, it was a connecting flight. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to go through, you know, any of the security or anything, but I can only imagine. Yeah. It's it's tough. That's that's a big airport too. Huge. Yeah. It's crazy. The logistics. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My you know this is kind of off topic of weather here, but it like when I so when I did the Norwegian Bliss, we flew um, we flew back back to Atlanta out of Mm -hmm. LAX, and you know everybody you know LAX is like this huge thing. You know when everybody hypes up things like that. You know, yeah. my sister and I, you know, in our whole lives were flying out of Atlanta. We get to mm-hmm. LAX airport. We're like, okay, They're not bad. This is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> like, okay, this this is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel like people just hype it up a lot more than what it is. It's Los and Angeles. Also, yeah, and I mean, like, I don't think it's as busy, obviously, as Atlanta or, you know, JFK or LaGuardia or anything, but yeah, I mean, and yeah, even when we went over there for Alaska, yeah, we, uh, one of our layovers was in Chicago and the Mm -hmm. other one was in, um, Houston. Mm -hmm. Or is it Houston or, uh, I can't remember, but anywho, they were fine. Like, really? I mean, or Dallas, sorry. Oh, okay. Dallas. And I mean, all right. No, no, no issues. Tampa has a really good airport. I would have yeah, to Yeah, TPA is nice. I've flown in it's, or flown yeah. in and out of there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I did um, a couple of years ago. So Norwegian Joy, the first time it was in Port of Miami, it was right in the middle of a college semester. It was like in October oh. or something like that. So we we're getting ready, you know, big exams, getting ready for finals, things like that. Mm-hmm. And... Me being me, I go. Oh, Norwegian Joy's gonna be in Miami for the very. Oh. That's the first time ever in Miami. So, yeah. I was like, Justin, I found a hundred dollar flight, ATL to TPA. I'm. I'll be down there this weekend. Let's go. And so, right in the middle of the semester, I took the took the weekend, flew down there, and came back home on Monday and okay. took my exams. Exam. <laughs> that's just how it was. Yeah, it, it I was, mean, like. Being here in Tampa, like you think, oh, you know, Miami's only, you know, four hours. It's longer than that. And it just, mm. you got to make a whole day out of it. Yeah. Driving, even yeah. driving, yeah, from Orlando or Tampa to Miami is a, that's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. yeah. Like I know, you know, Tampa, you have to take like, you know, Alligator Alley and all that jazz mm-hmm. to getting down there. And then you have to deal with 95 if you're coming from Atlanta or um, Orlando <laughs> and, or the Turnpike, which is probably worse. <laughs> yeah, so i would say that's definitely worse yeah 
You got to do one. You got to pay tolls on the turnpike, and two, it's only two lanes ninety exactly. percent of the time. It's it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orlando is just such a mess. I don't want to go anywhere near Orlando <laughs> for any reason. I don't for blame I had you. A, con- <laughs> a concert there a couple of months ago, and I was like, even at I don't know. By the time we got out, it was you mm-hmm. know midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Bumper to bumper traffic by Champions Gate. I'm like, are you kidding? Oh me? yeah, Champions Gate. That's the worst area. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Literally the worst. Yeah, my, you know, especially, you know, my sister and I will go on, um, you know, we have Disney annual passes, so we'll go sometimes like after work, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's always yeah. right as you get between Universal and and Disney, it's yep. traffic right is bumper just, to bumper. It's just such a headache. Right as the express lanes in, ironically. Yep. <laughs> and it's only going to become worse mm-hmm. because they want to add the bright line. Oh, that's so right. Going to be under construction mm-hmm. because our my engineering company um, they're putting in a bid to do some like the road construction after because it's supposed to follow the I four corridor right from Orlando to Tampa, and as soon as it gets off I four, they want to you know obviously they have to move things to get it into right. Tampa. I don't know where they're going to put it exactly. Yeah, good luck but they're that. like the. Um, <laughs> Thanks. It's already <laughs> traffic sucks already. Yeah. And now they want to add that into it. Uh, it's just going to be such a mess. And I and I four is already uttered the worst highway in the whole entire United States. And yeah. It's, I think it's rate, rated the deadliest. I think. Yes, yep. that too. And that's what we take to go yeah. ship spotting if I go that's, to Tampa. It's all you, it's all you Disney freaks. Yeah, that, it, is, uh, it is all the Disney freaks. <laughs> they don't know how to drive. They don't know how to drive, and they're minivans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I the last time I went ship spotting in Tampa, taking I four all the way back, it took me. It's normally about an hour and a half, <laughs> on a like on a normal on a normal day with normal on a normal day traffic, yes. with normal traffic. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it took me two and a half hours to get home that day, and I, I oh, it was awful. Is that the day we we were ship spotting, and then you left like around dinner time? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, because we we had trouble getting off at of Davis Island with all that uh, all that traffic that day. That's true. I know. I sent you there. I was like, I hate Tampa. Yeah. And you know what? Awful. The traffic was because there was a magician at Emily. I'm like, how many people are going to see a magician? A magician. It's like, <laughs> okay, if it's a hockey game or they're doing like a boat parade downtown. Okay, fine. But, yeah. And it's so far. I was like, I was mad. I was like, I hate Tampa so much yeah tampa's tampa's a mess but um but yeah um yeah refocusing towards you know the weather and everything like that um yeah you know a lot of a lot of like the big systems and things like that you know they can kind of predict and a lot of there are people at the cruise lines where their job is to watch the weather you know worldwide focus on an area you know there there's usually somebody or, or a group of people that are working on you know just watching forecasts and things like that watching the weather mm-hmm. so they can kind of communicate with the ships like hey you know you got a big storm system coming in you know you know you can either alternate the routes you know reverse it to avoid this things like that you know i've had uh when i sailed on the vista back in 2016 we there was there was a big storm system like that, but instead of you know going the other way, or this and that, canceling stops, they reversed the itineraries that way because mm-hmm. the storm was going through like the Saint um, or like through Grand Turk that day, but yeah. so we went over and around to Saint Martin first instead, and then worked mm-hmm. our way back up to Grand Turk. So 
So, I mean, yeah. there's, yeah, there's stuff like that. And then, I mean, that's probably the best case scenario because, you know, you're not missing any ports. Right. But, you know, at least you still get to visit everything and hopefully the, the weather will be better. Right, exactly. And yeah, I mean, we had some pretty rough seas that day or that cruise, mm -hmm. at least for the start. And it was, wasn't anything too crazy. You know, it was probably a little bit above average, you know, swells, things like that, but nothing that really affected the cruise or, you know, made it unbearable, you know, just mm -hmm. rough, rough day or two at the first at sea, but nothing too bad. We had, um, oh, and then I guess, you know, then there's like the, the freak, like just pop up, just monster storms, things like that. You know, like we had yeah. Anthem back in 2016 was, oh, that, that was yes. a mess. It was, uh, and yeah. What do you call it? What is it? Viking Sky up in like Norway or oh, something? Oh, yeah, you're right. And it like they had the helicopter everybody off or something. Yeah, the engines and died. And it was like completely sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Not only was it caught in a pretty bad windstorm, but it, the engines died. They were just yeah. sitting ducks and they got blown into shore. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. luck, yeah, luckily, you know, nobody got hurt or anything like that on, yeah. on that cruise. But yeah. And like yeah, and the... I think everybody, yeah, there were no, like, injuries or anything. Yeah, thank like, God. It was pretty crazy. I remember seeing videos. There was, like, furniture flying everywhere. And yeah, like, yeah, there's crazy. an actual video of it tilted like this, like, looking out yes. in front of it. It's yeah, like, like wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, I've right. definitely not been on a ship when it was tilted like no. that. There's actually one time when I was on the, I think it was my second time on Carnival Victory. Mm -hmm. uh, we were coming out of Miami. It wasn't, like, anything wild but we had some pretty rough seas a big storm rolled through miami as we came out mm -hmm. and walking down the hallways you could you could see you know your the ship, the ship yeah you can see it all when the you way can down see, and, yeah when you can see it tilting yeah. that's when you know it's that's, it's yeah, rough seas it's, yeah <laughs> it's good stuff and you know it's it's entertaining like some there's like some people that don't mind the rough seas and like most people no yeah most people I, don't I like don't rough seas it it's not the most pleasant yeah. thing in the world you know, and then there's some people that are just like, I've been on like a hundred cruises. Like this is just, you know, it happens, whatever. Yeah, it happens. Things like that. But like there's, you know, whenever, you know, that incident with the Anthem, you know, a couple of years ago, it's almost like what, eight years ago now, six, seven yeah. years ago now, which is crazy okay. to think about. But, you know, they, they had everybody like confined to their cabins that night. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that storm blew up out of nowhere. And it literally came out of nowhere. And the other thing is, is that from that situation, mm. the, the whole cruise industry got such a bad rap. It really did. And I never understood why people were mad. I mean, kind of looking back at it, okay, maybe the captain should have done more to avoid. I think either way. Yeah, I think it ended up way. being, yeah, it ended up being a lot stronger of a system than they thought it was going to mm -hmm. be. Or it was yeah, supposed so they're to like, be. We're just going to write it out. Right, and writing it out ended up being, yeah, that was that was tough. Yeah, that was. And I mean, what was it? A couple, also like uh, Norwegian Escape went like sideways for like a few minutes. Um, <laughs> I know somebody that was on it when that happened. Really? He said, he's like, he's like, bro, my water spilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, I remember I, just seeing the videos, I'm like... What the, I think it was like a stabilizer issue, like they just yeah, completely turned or some or a wind yeah. was it a wind? I think I it was a remember. I think it was a big gust of wind or something like that. A wind, yeah. yeah. It was funny because I just started seeing like all that stuff like pop up, like oh, Norwegian Escape had like a bit like just listed like a pretty heavy amount, mm -hmm. things like that, yeah. and so I texted him 
um, Robbie and Cruz and CL. Oh, Robbie and CL. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah. and I, are, him and I are good friends with. Um, me and Justin are good friends mm-hmm. with him. But um, yeah, like I had messaged in like a group chat with the three of us, and I was like, "Hey, Robbie, like, aren't you on the ship?" He goes, "Yeah, I ro- it rolled me out of bed," and I go. <laughs> He was more upset that he rolled out of bed from that than the fact, you know, anything else. He was like, come on, I was sleeping. (laughs) It's good stuff. And and you you see the the funny videos, you know, uh, what was it, like Legend, Carnival Legend or something, you know, the Mm. water's coming out of the pool and it's like splashing out everybody down below. Oh, it's crazy. Or whatever. It's so funny. There's a lot of videos like that. Yeah, there are. Yeah, it happens a lot. Or... Uh, what was it? I think it was, yeah, Carnival Ship. It took like a turn and just all the water went out of the pools. And it happened on Oasis class, what? Was it oh. Lure, like a couple months back? Um, it was Harmony over the summer. But Harmony, actually, yeah. speaking of that, it happened when my parents were on the Allure last weekend. They oh God, they have yeah. a Central Park balcony and they heard like a big crash and they looked down into the Central Park was flooded. <laughs> oh, nice. They went out on their balcony and just whoosh, like it was just water everywhere oh, down there. That is so funny. She's my mom texted me and goes, I think the pool just o- flowed over into the Central Park area. I go, excuse me. <laughs> so, I don't, it's so funny, funny. Like I, I've only seen that happen and including my parents, you know, mentioning it. Like I've only seen that happen twice, you know, that recently yeah, with the I was harmony two or three times. Yeah. But like, I'm surprised, you know, with bad weather, I'm, I'm surprised I don't hear about that happening more often with that split structure like that. Like how sure. often or how frequently does that actually happen? And I don't remember off the top of my head or I can't picture it. But I mean, they've got glass walls. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, exactly. It's easy for the water to... No, it's... I mean, water will find its way, but I mean, I, I get it. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, <laughs> you got to be moving a lot for it. To... And they're pretty good about draining the pools in general. Yeah, that too. Yeah, if they if they have to, they will drain the pools, which is mm-hmm. nice. It is fun to watch, you know, like you mentioned, the ships, you know, with the yeah. water splashing up and down. I feel like the age Spots of everywhere. TikTok has really amplified it, you know, over the last weekend, you know, because yeah. I've usually, you know, you'll see a video here, a video there from like, you know, a mm-hmm. random ship, you know, a random time, like yeah, years ago, things like that. But I saw just about the pool deck of every single ship Everywhere, exactly. the yeah, entire I saw, Caribbean. Like, or twenty videos. There had there was tons of videos all over TikTok of just you know the pools just sloshing all over the place. Yeah. You no, know, whether it was Venezia, the the Carnival Breeze, the Glory, the Valor, all of the above. Mardi Gras, like literally everything. I saw something from probably just about every ship. You know, it, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to see you know like yeah the way things are going. Just social media in the age of social media mm-hmm. and TikTok and all that. Like you. You see a lot more stuff than you would, you know, ten years ago. Just Before, yeah. firsthand, just because everybody has a TikTok account, anybody can upload mm-hmm. a video and just, you know, exactly. randomly do anything. It's, it's not like YouTube where you, you know, it's mostly big creators that are, you know, creating videos and things like that. Like, just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Instagram too, but I guess Instagram's kind of, you know, copying TikTok in that sort of way to where you know just anybody yeah. can on their personal page can upload a video, and so you know you're just seeing more. Stuff like that, you know. I, I think I saw something of Voyager too was having, you know, you know the pool deck was just water everywhere that day. Yeah, and I mean, as long as you don't get sick, I think it's kind of fun. I mean, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, when I was on the Legend, I've I personally have never gotten seasick. Um, that time yeah. I was on the Legend, 
it was that was probably the closest I ever got. I felt a little a little on the nauseous side towards the end of the day because it it just got worse throughout the day. Um, but like for yeah. me personally, like I just kept walking around the ship. You know, I as long as I stayed moving, I didn't feel it moving yeah, as fine. much. So, like I was in that was when I was like fifteen, sixteen, or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I was like in Club O Club O two, hanging out with just like yeah. a bunch of people. So like we were we were having a good times. <laughs> I remember there was one guy we were like, you know, it said, you know, "Please be cautious." You know, high winds. You know, on the, one of those sliding glass doors, and he's like, mm. "Oh, it can't be that bad." And he's like, he's leaned over like this, and like you just see like his clothes and like his hair it was all. Yeah, it was <laughs> he's like leaning forward at like a you know like a sixty degree angle and all that. It was crazy. So it's funny, funny stuff, you know. So. At least for me, I don't know how everybody else is, but you know, to me, like if I, as long as I stay moving around, you know, in rough weather mm-hmm. and things like that, it it really isn't too bad. Or at least I don't get yeah. seasick in particular. But there are mm-hmm. definitely people that are more susceptible to others. I mean, there's people that get seasick just being on the ship. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even recently, we were just on the MSC Seascape, and it, you know, we didn't really hit any rough seas. And I mean, I haven't really read anywhere else of anybody kind of saying this, but that ship rode rough. Like really? You could, feel, you could always feel us moving. It was the weirdest thing because, I mean, obviously, you know, it's big, new. Mm-hmm. You could always feel it moving some sort of way. And it was just weird. But I mean, it didn't. It wasn't bothersome. Mm-hmm. But I was. it just noted. It was like compared to, you know, all the other ones that I've been on. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the one I've felt the most, well, one of the, you know, the most compared to other ones i don't know maybe it's just a ship design i don't know ironically that was the same with wonder of the seas mm-hmm. all of the oasis really? class have been some of the smoothest riding ships i've ever been on just mm-hmm. of how big they are but the wonder yeah, obviously yeah the wonder mm-hmm. the seas were pretty calm and the ship moved a lot and i um tyler you know one of the other guys that are on the podcast here mm-hmm. and there he was on the wonder a couple weeks before me and he said the same thing like he yeah. said that the ship moved a lot for no real reason you know whether it was just they didn't use the stabilizers or anything like that at the time or just weren't you know weren't trying to keep it stable or things like that but it was just weird i didn't expect that out of an oasis class that's like the last ship i would expect to be rough for sure and it's funny that you say that because i think that i had heard somewhere that because it was built kind of during you know the covid you know shut down you know kind of things or limited production Mm -hmm. the um the bubble system underneath the ship that kind of like helps it mm-hmm. be buoyant. They like had to cut it back. So it's not like compared to the other Oasis classes, it's not as um, robust of a system. Oh. They like cut it in half. Oh, so wow. So that could be it. But I, it was just a story that I had heard on an article somewhere. But um, Interesting. I mean, I guess, yeah, that would, that would make sense. Yeah. So I wonder if could Utopia you... is going to be any different then. Yeah, I wonder. And I mean, Wonder in general has not been getting the best reviews. Really? I actually that's one of my favorite ships that I've been really? on. I I loved yeah. the Wonder. I don't know. I've I know a handful of people and they're like it just wasn't I love them complaining about the food. Not as per se the ship itself, but you know, the food and kind of the service, but yeah. To reach their own, you know. Yeah, one I had different than the other. Yeah, cuz yeah, for me I had, you know, it was great service and very good food and then there was the symphony that was you know good service but the food was terrible 
you know, mm-hmm. so it, it's always from ship to ship too. I mean, you know, there's 100%. people, I mean, I've heard people say the food on symphony was great and it was like not long after yeah. I was on there. So, and mm-hmm. like I was on last year, I was on the independence three times once, uh, the second time in August and the third time in September. And mm-hmm. the food was really good in August and it was really bad in September. Yeah. So it just, you know, when people like, you know, say things about, you know, the, the crew, the, the service, the food, stuff like that, you know, it's very subjective in the first place, but yeah. it also, I mean, it's subject stuff, to change so frequently so too. Right. Yeah, the, the same yeah. crew's not on all the time. Yeah. And like when we were in Greece for on getaway, the food was mediocre. Really? To be honest. That's surprising. And, for you know, just one. Yeah. And, you know, one day, you know, the buffet just had, you know, normal food, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't know if they put more food on, you know, they took on more provisions or whatever, but everything just flipped around. Really? And it was like, you know, buffet, you know, big shrimps and, you know, all, all extravaganza and, you know, it was just higher quality and everyone was like, whoa, you could like right. hear people talking about it. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. I wonder if they just provisioned halfway, halfway through the Maybe. cruise or something. I mean, it was 10 days, but I mean, still, yeah, you wouldn't imagine. And then, I mean, the other thing is, is going back to Seascape, it was a rough start to the trip. I guess yeah. a lo- very long story short, we got on on the day, speaking of, you know, the whole weather thing, yeah. the day that a yacht crashed into the ferry and the whole port was closed down and the ships weren't able to pull in until like 1 p.m., Right, And it was like a rainy, oh my God, I remember just waking up. I'm like, why is the ship not in port? You're like one of the first people <laughs> I texted. Oh yeah, yeah, and, I remember that. And um, we were like with a first time cruiser and another buddy. And we were like, this is not like, you know how it's supposed to be. But very, <laughs> very, very long story short, there were only three ships in port. And, you know, compared to last weekend when there were eight ships in port, I could only imagine how much of a mess it was. Yeah. Because it oh, was gosh. a mess. Mm-hmm. Um. We got to the, they told us not to get to the port until like 5 p.m., but we ended up getting right. there um, around noon, one o'clock, mm-hmm. and we sat in the terminal for about seven hours, Oy. and then um, didn't get onto the ship till like 11 o'clock at night, which oh my God. Was, it was such a mess. Yeah, I and, bet. Um, I, people, you know, later on in the cruise, they were like, this is not how, you know, a normal no. MSC ship is, how the food is, you know, because I feel like they were rushing, you know, obviously. You oh, know, yeah, for sure. had to get things done, but just things like that. Like, I mean, the food, it was okay, but that was an out-of-pocket experience that just... Yeah. Yeah, there's not, definitely... I'd like to try MSC again. I won't blame that on them. Yeah. Yeah, there's sometimes, like, it's harder for first-time cruisers to really come back to it after an experience like that, too. Um, but like, you know, for us, you know, we cruise all the time, things like that happen. We're like, all right, well, this is definitely a one-off, you know, I'll try, I'll try it again. Things like Mm -hmm. that. But you know, there's, there are people that, you know, that they go try something for the first time. They try cruising or something like that. And something like this happens and they're like, "Mm, yeah, no thanks. Just put it off the list completely. Never do it again. Never want to touch it. But we're like, yeah, that's honestly, that's what, you know, the buddy that had come with us on that trip, Mm -hmm. he was like, I don't think cruising's for me. Yeah. And we were like. And it was three of us. The other one was like, 
he had he's done a whole bunch of royals mm -hmm. so it was his first time branching out obviously i've done all of the above mm -hmm. but um he was like oh yeah you know this is not how it's like and the other guy's like i think you'd have to pay me you know to go back on another cruise and we're like dang you know yeah but you know it's just unfortunate yeah for sure yeah i i think um that's kind of how it was with uh liberty of the seas last year like i justin and i being very familiar with like the terminals just for whatever uh, port everglades and just how everything works like we kind of mm -hmm. we knew it was coming it was kind of inevitable so like we expected it it was more of like you know if they're if the average person on their first cruise experienced a debark the way we did mm -hmm. i probably if that was my first cruise i probably wouldn't have yeah. gone back i mean we so with terminal 29 in fort lauderdale it's it's like tucked all the way in the back corner Yep. And we had to park at 19, which is over not, I guess 18 is where the um, Royal Caribbean Pier is, like for the Oasis class and all that. Mm -hmm. And then 19 is like that little piece, like right in the middle or like that corner. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, so we parked by night or we t parked in the terminal 19 parking. Like that was mm -hmm. the only lot we could use. And so they and had you're, a bus you service. look at it and you're like, oh, it's not that far. But then when you start walking, it's yeah. a good 30 minute walk with your suitcase right well you can't walk either um because it's all it's all industrial it's cargo industrial. so they had to bus us all over the, the place and and then you know getting off the ship like luckily getting on we parked right as a bus mm -hmm. was pulling up and we were so yeah. early so like we walked right on the bus and got right on no problem yeah. but with debark it was everybody getting off at once we stayed on kind of later just to watch harmony come in because um, mm -hmm. she was coming in for the first time that day. And then you know, as we were getting off, like long, long lines, you know, we knew it was yeah. we knew it wasn't going to be good because Terminal 29 in Port Everglades just isn't renovated. It's a small no, it's, it's, very old. it's essentially a warehouse is mm -hmm. all it really is. Yeah. So like we kind of knew that going in. I'm surprised they didn't use 25. Uh, uh, Beyond was there. That's why. Ah. Uh, yeah, or yeah, Beyond was there for embarkation day, and then I Edge was there for debark day. Is what it was. Yeah, that's that's their terminal, so I get it. Yeah, was I'm, somebody at twenty six or twenty seven? Um, no, I, actually, no. Those were those were empty, but I guess they probably just used twenty nine because they were. Um, that's where Got we started it. from, but we were supposed to be at nineteen originally, which is kind of strange. And then I'm guessing yeah. because Harmony was going to be at eighteen, I w I don't know if maybe they just didn't know if it would, they fit. would fit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would fit. But. Yeah, so I think that's why they did it because the harmony was coming in like that Monday we got off, but mm -hmm. it was it was interesting. And then you know it took you know it took probably a good thirty minutes, which is long for debarks now, you know, to, sure. to get off a ship. But then once we get off the ship and through the terminal, now we had four thousand other people that were also trying to get on a you know a thirty person bus, and yeah. there was like three buses and they were going to three different parking lots, and then that's... storm ran through. We were getting poured on. Oh, it was it was a nightmare. So like and stuff like that. I wouldn't blame people for not wanting to cruise again. But that's 100%. that's an anomaly. That's like one time thing and one in a million. You're right. And I mean, like we were telling you know our buddy, I don't think I had ever seen Port of Miami close like yeah. that ever before. No. And it was raining, obviously, mm -hmm. <laughs> because of course why wouldn't it rain? You know, so right? Exactly. Standing out in the rain, and it was just miserable that day. And even debark, I don't know if it was just an MSC 
thing or it was just that cruise that got off on a bad foot and mm-hmm. to get off the ship it was almost an hour and a half process wow where did you, it was it and at a terminal we carried our own stuff yeah their normal you know terminal that they parked there until they get you know their new one and yeah c's not the best they because it used to be best, i have Used, they used to use B and C for Norwegian, and then they took C whenever they got the new terminal. I was going to say, yeah, anytime that we used to go on Escape mm-hmm. and Getaway. Yeah, the Bliss was easy, too. Mm-hmm, super easy. We would get to the terminal five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like I said, the embarkation, obviously, was a rare case. And, you know, that took, you know, almost 10 hours and totality but to get off the ship right. an hour and a half we were carrying our own suitcases the line slithered through the whole entire ship and it was just insane just a mess yeah speaking of debarks when i did a allure a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. we we literally did not stop walking we got from our cabin to the cars mm-hmm. within five minutes wow it was it was the I most impressive like... thing i've ever seen and my parents had said the same thing when they went mm-hmm. And Royal, I just think, has a down pat better than anybody else. Absolutely. Because, I mean, they're used to that, as other people would say, logistical nightmare. Right. They, they've been doing it for 13, 14 years now. Yeah, the I was going to say, class, yeah, so. they've, been, they've been there, done that. Right, exactly. And, you know, I don't know if it's only Port Everglades, but I've heard a similar situation up in New York. Mm-hmm. Um that you know it's been pretty quick up there yeah. and they're used to bigger ones you know they've had anthem up there and you know they had now you know yeah. msc and stuff <laughs> but like um i've heard some not good stories about rome really and barcelona for yeah. those ships but i mean and you think you know they get so many ships in general that they'd be yeah. good but i just feel like when you get into those markets yeah the language barrier is what becomes yeah, for sure. Issue more than anything else. And like, oh, for sure. When we embarked in Athens for getaway, super quick. Obviously, it was a warehouse. Like, you yeah. know, Athens is nothing special. But they had like 50 people, you know, checking people in, and we were in and out, you know, in about 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, if you if you time it right with Royal Caribbean, you you can really get right in right in and onto the ship whenever. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But um but yeah, I think I think with that, I think we're at a pretty good pretty good stopping point for the podcast. Thanks to everybody um that's been listening and watching to this point, especially those who are live and of course anybody that's listening and watching later on. Thanks for hanging out and watching to this point. And uh thanks Dimitri for hanging out tonight and joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks man. Thanks for having me. Hope to be on again soon. Yeah, of course. Always welcome back. Yeah. Anyways, good night everybody and thanks for listening and watching. Yep, see you guys.